Hello, welcome to this podcast trailer of Sam's Alternative slash Sam Saturday, four hours of power, podcast two of three, part one. On this part of the podcast, I'll be chatting to Sam from Sydney metal band Fifth Dawn about how the band formed, how they came up with the band name, what the response has been like for the day brings, our favourite song to perform live, among other things. I'll also play the day brings in part two music of the podcast as well. So why don't we get into the chat with Sam from Fifth Dawn, and we'll see how it goes. Let's get into it. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. This is going to be a very interesting podcast interview because I'm Sam, you're Sam. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully people don't get confused. <laughs> no, maybe I'll say Sam podcast interviewer, Fifth Dawn Sam, so there's no confusion. <laughs> Oh, good thing we sound different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it'll be very easy to remember your name then because mm. <laughs> – How are we doing, Sam? Yeah, good. It's um, it's a hot day, so well, we've just finished up um, at rehearsal, which is great, um, getting ready for our, our tour in February. Yes, uh, there's, that's going to be amazing. I'm really hoping I'm not working – the um, gig you're in Melbourne for because I really like Fifth Dawn and <laughs> and fifty and also um sorry New Million as well which is going to be amazing yeah oh, that'll be great um yeah to see you there if you're able to make it um yeah no but Melbourne I hear is just uh thriving as far as the music scene goes so yeah very excited to return and play a show there. Mm. It's at the. Oh, I've got to check my notes here, so I'll get the right venue. It's at the Bergie Band Room, I believe, as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, brilliant venue too. I love that venue. Probably my favourite venue in Melbourne. So you. Oh really? Yeah, I know it's a big call, but I think it's just because it's sort of a small enough room that it's sort of intimate, but you can fit enough people there to have a big crowd, sort of thing. Okay, yeah, I have to take your word for it. We've never actually, like, we've seen photos, but we haven't actually been there ourselves. So, um, yeah, we've heard pretty much the same sort of thing uh, across the board that it's, um, yeah, it's it's got a really nice atmosphere and it's um, it's always kind of, um, yeah, um, doing well. It's a bit strange, though, the Bergie bedroom, because when you actually enter from the outside, you go down this corridor into the stage area where the music is because not many venues in Melbourne have a corridor you go down and then you go into the live music area. It's a bit different in that circumstance. but So we have to – what you're saying is we have to have a dramatic entrance or when we we go through this corridor. (laughs) Oh, well, actually it depends because the last time I was at Fergie, Sam, they actually got you to enter through the beer garden to the stage, so I don't know. They might do it that way this time <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, it's dangerous. I'm a big beer person myself. <laughs> I'll probably end up with a beer in my hand somehow uh, <laughs> on my way to the stage. <laughs> uh, well, I actually should probably introduce Sam, but most people probably have figured out who Sam's part of already because we mentioned Fifth Dawn playing in Melbourne on the 10th of February. Uh, Sam is the vocalist, of course, of Sydney alternative rock metal band Fifth Dawn. Loving your music. I listen to The Day Brings and just, I get sort of like Paramore 
Evanescence Hailstorm vibes about your music. It might just be me, though. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, well, yeah, we do get comparison, especially to Evanescence, um, yeah, quite a bit. So it's always a, always a high compliment. Yeah, and I think it's – I love the fact that I know we've still got a long way to go with, um, you know, female vocalists in this country and being 50-50 in bands. But um, I think the scene here in Australia right at the moment with female vocalists is buzzing the best I've ever seen it with, you know, Emmy Mack from Red Hawk, Mitch from mm. Toronto, Monica from The Last Martyr. Sam from Fifth Dawn, there's a whole heap of them coming out of this country at the moment, which is awesome to see. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, not, not like it was, um, what would you say, like 10 years ago or so. Um, it's definitely a bit more um, representation for females um, in this kind of music scene, which is good because, you know, we've always, uh, I feel like, you know, girls do like metal too and we're very much a part of the, the same community. As, um, uh, but, yeah, to actually see girls pursuing um yeah being a musician and, and being in, in a metal band it's, it's, it's always a, a nice thing to see mm. and i'm gonna say and I, I don't want to sound harsh against uh, male vocalists but i reckon the female vocalists are actually better than some of the male vocalists in metal. <laughs> yeah I, I mean i feel like um yeah i mean it, it's it's different I, it's a hard thing to really comment on because I always comment on just the individual vocalist rather than just whether they're female and, and male. But um, I definitely would say there are some female screamers that really, they kind of show up um, mm. for what they do and it's really impressive. I always think that that's super impressive as a, as a chick myself and I can't scream to save my life. So. People have said to me, oh, if I'm at a gig, we're going to do a mic drop and you're going to give a scream. I'm like, I'll probably lose my voice if I tried to scream into the microphone. I'm always so uh, cautious to damage my voice myself because I know I'm very aware or mindful that um, if you scream obviously the wrong way or you, you do it incorrectly, it can actually be really bad. Um, and knowing me, I'd, I, I wouldn't want to... Um, kind of take that risk plus i don't think our music really begs to have screaming uh, we like obviously what we're doing and um what it is without having harsh vocals but yeah but i'm a huge like i love metalcore is probably my favorite genre so i'm, I'm definitely all for it mm, oh metalcore really good old school metalcore for me as oh, well God, as yeah. Stuff. yeah it's like definitely I think Australian metalcore in general as well, I think, really come to the scene. And metal in general here in Australia is some of the best in the world, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. From what I hear, especially just like the old school, like Parkway Drive and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, um, yeah, the, especially um, the Americans, they love us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, there was not period where Australian music it was like Parkway Drive Amity, Airborne and maybe Alpha Wolf now yeah. it's those four and then there's like 20 or 30 others international bands are wanting to tour with here in Australia which yeah. is awesome to see Yeah definitely I've, I've noticed even some um, Aussie bands are getting on support like really big supporting tours um, 
uh, supporting roles in in big um, international tours as well with like American bands, which is really awesome to see. So it's not just like a courtesy thing being coming to Australia and having a an Aussie band support them. They're actually taking them on tour um, across Europe and America, which is yeah, really really inspiring. No, it certainly is, and it shows any band out there. You just the main important thing is you actually don't know who's listening to your music or who's checking out what you're doing because they might be a PR person for the biggest band in America or Europe. You just don't know. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's cool. Like some some of the apps, like um, applications like Spotify and stuff, they have like an artist um kind of um website that we can you can tap into and see um like the stats across the board like who's listening to you and you know it gives um an idea of like your kind of like targeted audiences and stuff like that but it's interesting to see how many americans listen to our music um and just the music scene over there is just thriving um yeah so you really don't know um where they're coming from um yeah well, because the day brings has only been out just on two months, and it's nearly had sixty thousand streams already. People, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, no, we we're pretty consistent on Spotify, which is awesome. Awesome to see. Um, yeah, because obviously, when we every time we have a release, it kind of like it ebbs and flows like the numbers will there'll be like a, a bit of a peak there and and it kind of drops down but it always seems to drop down at, at around the 50,000 like m- monthly listeners mark so we ha- we don't usually we kind of just just hover in that area which is good which kind of indicates to us that at least we have that amount of listeners that are consistently listening um which is great mm. and i think a lot of people you know, they might listen to a band once and sometimes they can get hooked straight away. I know it's happened with me. And I think I've noticed just lately with my Spotify is that I'm playing a band once, then listening to a few bands and then doing the um, reverse around again and then listen to the first band that I just checked out. So yeah. Well, it's interesting how, like, kind of writing has evolved for us as well. Like, especially with me, when I think about what I want to do with a song, I, um, oh, God, originally when I first started, it was just like, oh, just wanted to write music that I liked and just put it out there in the world. And then now we're, we're still doing, we're still obviously maintaining that, but at the same time, it's, we're thinking extra hard about these little things like, all right, where's the hook and what's going to grab people and what, what can we kind of, you know, what's going to keep people interested from, from the moment they start listening to the song. Cause people obviously with an attention, um, short attention span might, might not wait for like the end of the song to hear the good part or the build up. Um, they might only listen for like the, the, the first bit. Um, so yeah, there's obviously all those things to kind of consider and think about when, when writing now, but, um, yeah. No, there's a whole heap to think about as a musician when you're writing music or, you know, what sort of, I wouldn't say age group, but sort of what demographic of people you'd want to sort of appeal to and what Mm. genre you're trying to look at being. It's sometimes more difficult choosing it that way. Yeah, yeah, certainly. 
Well, the interesting thing is um, um, with when I come across a band because um, the story's always differing of how I come across the bands I interview. So the way I came across Fifth Dawn was that um, Mish from Horizon actually messaged me through Messenger. This was about three weeks ago and oh, wow. said, yeah. would you be interested in interviewing Fifth Dawn before they go on tour around Australia? I'm like, all right, send through the details and I'll get in contact with them. And that's how <laughs> I came across Fifth Dawn. And that's wow. awesome yeah, because I love chatting to interstate bands. I love chatting to Melbourne bands anywhere in the world, really. Yeah. I can see all the work you've done and in the music, in the local like kind of music community, which is, yeah, really awesome and inspiring to see. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, no. I'd love interviewing people and it makes it so much easier to remember a person's name when it's your own name. Exactly. (laughs) So um, just one thing, I've got to get, this has to wrap up about 20 past five, but there's no rush. We've still got about an hour and a quarter, but I've got to work tonight, unfortunately, being in hospitality. So oh, that's okay. <laughs> but I think with one member, you could get through a lot more in like an hour than yeah. with like multiple members. Yeah, we don't have to compete for the mic. Um, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> All good, well. How these interviews roll, Stabies, pretty much I ask you a bunch of questions. Some you might have been asked before, some you might not have. And then at the end, the tables get turned and band member Sam interviews or asks the questions to the podcast interviewer, Sam. Now, that's going to get very confusing. I can see it now. (laughs) (laughs) So I will give you a bit of time to think about the questions. That's okay. I'm sure I can come up with something. <laughs> ah, so, And also, in good news for people, I don't listen to my other two podcasts. I go, these podcasts won't be up till the next day. This interview and podcast episode will be up around about 9.30, 10 p.m. tonight. It depends what time I finish work. But both yeah. parts will be up in a few hours' time. So, mm. You can listen back. Yeah, a few short hours. <laughs> yes, and I'll send you the links to the episodes too for you to share if you want, Sam. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, the first question off the rank is: How did Fifth Dawn form as a band? Yeah, so we we formed in 2015. Um, it's kind of um, it's an interesting story. You know, it's not even that interesting, Mark. Jamie, so the current members, our current guitarist and our ex-bass player all went to school together and um, they sourced our old drummer um, through a mutual friend and he auditioned. So they were kind of trying to get something together and um, I actually didn't know any of any of the other members before. It, obviously, they were tr- looking at getting something together. But, um, yeah, so I kind of met them through, like, a mutual connection and said, oh, look, you know, Sam, she can sing. So I auditioned, like, obviously in, like, a more official capacity auditioned. And, yeah, that's basically it. We kind of just were just sort of thrusted together and tried to make this thing work. But, um, yeah, it's definitely the best thing that's ever happened um, to 
I would say, um, for myself. Um, but yeah, but they're all friends. They're now now we we're all friends and we know each other really well and and all that. But yeah, I didn't know them originally when we started. See, I think that's in a way a good thing, Sam. If like you're like if you don't know the other members of the band, because. Like, it'd be good if, like, every member of each band went to high school together or been their families of friends and all that. But I think if you've got a member of the band that doesn't know the other members at the start, it brings a different dynamic to the band. Oh, of course. And, like, I think um, I think a lot of people are doing that these days just with setting up projects and setting and wanting to start form a band. Um, there's lots of – I know there's um, – I'm aware there's lots of pages that – like where musicians can connect with each other and stuff. But yeah, at the time I just wanted to sing. I wanted to be in a band and, and ride and, and just be a part of it. So, yeah. So you hadn't been in a band before Fifth Dawn, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I was only 17 when, um, when, when that started. So I was quite young. Um, I just sort of was just finishing high school and, and the rest of the band, they were even even younger than me. Um, so we were all really in school at the time we, oh, wow. we first started. So, I mean, if you counted like school bands, that's kind of, I guess I was a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. believe that there are a lot of bands that are starting young here, like in bands now here in Australia. Like mm. I, I can think of at least two from like South Australia, sort of in the metal scene, that I reckon they were only 19 when they dropped their first EP. And their band called Signals, and I reckon they were only just out of high school when it dropped. Yeah. But we started really young. Like our our rhythm guitarist, Jamie, he was 14 when we first started. Like, And the others were 16. Um, yeah, or 15, 16, um, you know, varying in ages, but um, yeah, like we were all very, very young. So I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised it even worked out to be honest because we were so young and just had no idea what we were doing, but um, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, at that age of 14, 15, 16, you sort of, you know, you're in either year eight, nine, or 10, and you sort of like maybe the people in year 10 sort of had an idea of what they were going to do post school, but. At 14, you probably wouldn't have even realised what you wanted to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's why we had a bit of a break in between. So when we um, released our first album in 2018, um, we took a few years off. Well, yeah, that's obviously a lot of people were aware that we kind of just just took went on a hiatus or whatever you want to call it. And that was exact, pretty much exactly the reason for that um, is, yeah, we all kind of, had our lives that we were trying to manage and different people wanted to do different things. And yeah, so we took a break, but it's, it, it's probably the, it's worked out for the best. It's the best thing we've done because, um, yeah, if we, I feel like if we tried to make it work at that time, it, it would have just ended up that way. But yeah, we all came to back together in, in this capacity and now we're just yeah, more motivated and driven than ever. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a certain thing in amongst that since the well, album COVID. was released. Yeah, <laughs> that mean, certain thing. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, so that's the thing. It kind of that happened as well. So it took the pressure off us a little bit to kind of, oh, we have to, we have to come back and do it right now. Um, that kind of just happened, and so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those years. Um, I've got to say there were parts of COVID I didn't mind, but the <laughs> lockdown, no. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the positive that came out of it is obviously what the music has been released in the last two years pre-COVID. The music coming out of this country and around the world has been amazing. So that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I really love where um, kind of music is at the moment in Australia. It's definitely um, heading in the right direction, I think. Yes, and I thought that um, January was going to be a quiet month for new music here in Australia. And I just look at what's still to come out this month and like, no, nah, no quiet period yet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Back into it. <laughs> yeah. um, how did um, how did you come up with the band name Fifth Dawn? Um, so that was very. It's that was interesting because. Like I said, we were all very young and um, some of us more kind of immature than others. I won't name names. <laughs> um, but we all kind of sat there at a the table and we're like, all right, let's pick a band name. And it was probably the most frustrating experience in my life because we all had like, we all we just couldn't agree on anything. So, you know, we took, we, we you know, we went for a walk and then we came back and we kind of, yeah, we're like hitting our heads together like, saying uh, trying to come up with something so fifth dawn was um the only one that we all kind of agreed on and we all liked and it's meant to symbolize obviously at the at that time we had five members which is the fifth and dawn it's a very simple kind of um you know explanation for a band name but just to symbolize the beginning of something um yeah so that was the best we could come up with but we all loved it and obviously we've grown with it now and it's all it's like a part of us so at the time I thought I had some uh I, there were some band names I had at the time which I was absolutely set on but and I, I I don't even think I could tell you what they are now I've completely forgotten about them so yeah we've grown into our our band name which is good band names must be one of the most frustrating things to come up with in the band. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, everyone – and I swear to God, and our old bass player at the time was just like – he just hated everyone that I came up with. And I'm like – I got to the point where I was like, do you just hate it because I'm saying it? So we tried to, like – I tried to pitch some of my band names <laughs> through another <laughs> member and see if that worked. <laughs> But I actually, I'm actually the one that came up with Fifth Dawn, so I'm very, I'm very proud of that. It was one of the only ones that we all like that I came up with. So. <laughs> I like the idea though, like where you said at the time there was five members, so yeah, five, fifth is good for that, and the, the dawn of the band. So you put the two together. <laughs> well, that's it. We always, we often joke about how we should just like start. I did, like re- referring to us as like third dawn or something because <laughs> three. Oh, it's all, all actually. No, we have a fourth member now. Um, uh, we got a, recently recruited a drummer, so fourth dawn, whatever you want to call it, who knows? <laughs> well, Australia, Australia are 
pretty um, used to changing band names or New Zealand bands as well. I mean, she had had to change to Pacifier for obvious oh, yeah. reasons. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, oh, well, I'm glad we don't have anything that's like could be criticised in any way or, or we've had, you know, even just Electric Cowboy with um, yeah. they've had to change this. And I think obviously it can be a bit upsetting like in terms of rebranding and then you want something that kind of sticks and I can understand why bands do it or why people have to do it or they might want that change. Um, but I think if you can avoid it by kind of settling on something from the beginning that you're all happy with, then I think that's probably the best way to go. Because mm. there's a couple of bands in Melbourne that have done it as well. And I'm just, I went to call them the band they used to be called and then like, oh, hang on, Sam, that's not the name of the band anymore. Now <laughs> you've got to call them by their right name now. But, yeah, it's sort of like one changed from tax evaders to evade and the other was... Tax evaders? <laughs> I like that, actually. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Who was the other one? Do you reckon the ATOs after them or something? I to, do not know. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon the ATO were after them and so they had to change it to evade just to kind of, you know, keep it all quiet. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's the same for a band called Cunt Squad. Now, everyone thinks, oh, that's rude what you just said, but the band's actually spelled K-U-N-T-S-Q-U-A-D, not the other way so oh yeah but i think i think it is what we think it is right i almost had yeah. you repeat that because i was like wait what did you just say yeah sorry sorry <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> i'm not offended by it i just i can't believe that they yeah they i mean i, I look i wouldn't have the balls to do it no i could sorry oh i should actually mention seb also um if you want to, I'm not saying you will swear, but um, swearing. Oh, sorry. No, nah, 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 you can swear. I'm not offended. Seriously, I just said the worst word you could possibly oh, say. Oh, cool. Okay, no, no. For a second, I was like, God, I need to check myself. Like, I was thinking, did I just swear? And I was going, wait, you <laughs> swore. Wait, I don't, how's this happening? No, this is actually more of a worry when the interviewer's swearing and trying to make <laughs> it look professional. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm a bit of a... Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a sailor sometimes, um, especially when I'm drinking. I'm not drinking now, but like sometimes when I'm drinking, it, it all just comes out, you know? My theory is, Sam, there's worse things in this world than an F-bomb or an S-bomb or oh, anything exactly. like that. I encourage what? it. I'm, you know, I'm for people to swear. I think I think people need to be a bit more dramatic sometimes. <laughs> I, I think also to that point also, like, if you're – Letting frustration out or you're telling a story, like a lot of musicians when I interview them, yes, they swear, but the story is trying to get across, you know, don't be a fuckwit, you know, treat everyone the same in the music industry and that. That's not mm. offensive because it's actually saying something you should be doing. Oh, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think there's a place so, for it, yeah. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, so, yeah, no, swearing does not offend me. So if you want to say any bad words, I won't beep them out or get shitty or... <laughs> no, that's all right. But, uh, no, but, um, yeah, it's interesting with some band names. 
I just think tax evaders. I think you're onto something there. Oh, I'm obviously kidding, but it's kind of funny at the same time. Uh, what's I mean, like... <laughs> That's just funny, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's another Melbourne band. Or is it a New South Wales band that has something really, really not tax evaders like, but it's a title where you just think, how can they actually get away with that name? And I I couldn't think of any examples off the top of my head, but I, I think there definitely are some out there that I a, a bit of a head scratcher. I think why, how, how do you sleep at night? You know, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the funniest name for a band that I've heard is a band out of Melbourne, and they're not the band we were thinking of. Uh, called Forklift Assassins. The story behind how they came up with their band name is one of the funniest I've ever heard. It's just... I hope they all drive a forklift. I really hope they do. Well, I'll tell you the story. Why I'll not? I'll be disappointed. So, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be disappointed if they don't. Well, you're sort of on the right track, Sam, with the forklift thing, but the actual thing of how they came up with the band name Forklift Assassins was... Someone was driving a forklift, so he got that right, and Donald Trump was in a limousine. So what they were thinking of doing was driving the forklift into the limousine and trying to tip it over, and they thought, let's call ourselves Forklift Assassin. Wow. That, that sounds kind of like – that sounds like a very terrorist thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. – Oh, God. <laughs> and obviously, if it was Donald Trump, it'd be fake news or whatever he says. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people don't like the guy, so I don't think I don't think people really take too much offence to it. But, like, wow, yikes. <laughs> that's, that's the reason for the story or for the name. <laughs> wow. And we just did something on my podcast that I never said I would do it, bring politics into the podcast. Oh, you know, and it's funny you say that because I, I've never, I've always maintained to myself that I will never, ever discuss politics um, on, I wouldn't say I was discussing it. I just, I'm just stating a fact. People don't like him. Um, but um, yeah, plus it's not, I don't know. I don't find it that interesting. A lot of the time I don't really, I don't get really involved in it like some other people. And I think that's why like it can be a bit kind of, yeah, you can get a bit murky when you talk about politics, sorry. Yeah. Well, I find, like, if you talk about politics, it's sort of like the world must be just so boring at the moment that people are talking about it sort of thing. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, I feel like we should all, if I'm going to say something about it, I, I'm going to say this. Um, I feel like we probably should care more about politics than the majority of us do. Because, yeah, you hear politics and you just think, oh, it's boring. Um, but then now, I mean, we're all like adults now. And we're all living in this world and it's all very relevant, especially when you vote. Um, a lot of the time people just don't care about these campaigns or what people are doing or um, and they just kind of vote or they'll ghost vote or they'll just kind of, you know, I know someone that used to draw like, you know, genitalia on the fucking on the on the ballot paper. Um, and what does that say about them? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's kind of funny, like it's hilarious, but at the same time, kind of appalling at the same time. I've well, heard this all now on this interview of 30 minutes. Someone drawing genitalia on a uh, boat. Yeah. Boat. Oh, well. oh, That's a real God. thing. It wasn't me. I swear on my life, I couldn't. I would never. But um, yeah, I know someone who did that. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you? Why wouldn't you just not? If you really didn't want to vote, like it actually takes less time to just tick a box than it does to just draw a penis, <laughs> depending on how detailed the drawing is, you know. Um, but yeah, just it was kind of funny, but yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense at the same time. <laughs> oh wow! Oh my god, this <laughs> took a really odd turn. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh wow. People are going to be after me uh, once, once we finish this uh, podcast. I'm going to have people no, after I think me. I'm going to be taken over, Sam. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? Penises and... <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. All oh, right. Wow. Me... <laughs> Back to fifth dawn now. Buddy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the bad Sam is fucked. <laughs> All right, get it together, interviewer Sam. Oh, wait, me. Okay. (laughs) No, I was talking about me then, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What has the overall response been like for the day brings? Oh, really? Yeah, we've we've had a um, we've had good reception so far, which is great. I think the biggest thing for us. Obviously, we've always kind of been writing and producing and projecting the music out there that we want to be doing. Um, uh, but for the day brings, especially just with the video, and the narrative component there, um, it's kind of stepped up a little bit from what we've done in the past, which is great. Um, to be honest, it's probably the first release where I've confidently been able to say, yes, this is it. This is we've hit the mark here. Um, what we want to do visually, aesthetically, um, it all kind of how it relates to the song, the music, everything's just kind of there together. So, yeah, moving forward, that's kind of what we want to be maintaining. Um, yeah, so people people seem to love it. Um, yeah, just the like the writing, the like the style, the, the music, everything. Um, yeah, which is really great to see. Mm. And uh, I've really enjoyed it, and I've I've enjoyed everything that I've heard from Fifth Dawn. I went back and listened to uh, your debut album back in 2018, and obviously the EP, which was 2015, and then mm. obviously, yeah, listened to the day brings and in between, and I haven't come across a song where I've just gone, I don't like it. I've actually liked everything. <laughs> so, wow, thank you. You know, that's great. It's great to hear. Mm. Yeah, we don't want any stinkers on our um, records. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, when one thing I've noticed with Fifth Dawn, and it might just be my outlook on things, Sam, but I feel like every song has a different sound and dynamic and feel to it than the previous song. Yeah, so that's actually, I'm kind of glad that you you mentioned that because we we do have a sound right and we do have a like a style that we kind of like to operate almost like a framework that we operate within when we write music but i 
I want to put records out there that are interesting. So, uh, I, like, I don't want to criticize other bands that do this, but sometimes, have you ever listened to a record and you just think, I can't tell when when the song stops or ends and when it where where the next song begins? Like, it's almost kind of just, it all just kind of blends into each other. It sounds the same. So that's kind kind of something that we wanted to do is really stand out. Like, no filler tracks on on a record. Every song is unique has its own individual parts there might be songs that obviously you know in terms of comparison you can kind of compare to others but on its own merit um they stand out from each other Mm. um yeah so that's that's definitely something that is like a stylistic thing that we um that we have um kind of wanted to achieve Definitely. And I love the idea of on that EP with the day brings in between and that you got that little reimagination at the end of it. I like that idea. Yeah. So I, and that's something I did. So I obviously play the, I'm not going to say obviously, because I don't think it's that obvious that I play the piano, but I do, I play the piano and um, I had this idea to, to a piano version or like a, a reimagination of the song, um, which down the track. So we kind of released that as sort of something to just see see how people. I wasn't really sure what the reception would be like for that. People absolutely love it, which is great. Mm. Really good to see, and it, it makes me feel really good as well because it, I feel like obviously the song itself is you know great and it's it has all the elements there for that song, but like a stripped back version of the song. Um, I feel like the emotion and how it's carried to the piano kind of stands out a little bit more. It's almost like it's isolated, not stands out like it wasn't standing out in the song already, but um, yeah. So uh, we would like to do something, do more with that down the track. So we're thinking of kind of doing what Dayseeker are doing at the moment. They've um, been announcing, well, they've announced and they've been working on a, um, um, an album, like an acoustic album. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So from my understanding, because I've been – see, I was going to say I've been stalking Rory, but, like, not in like, – I mean it in a jovial kind of way, not like an actual stalking kind of way. Just <laughs> <laughs> the vocalist has been um, putting out snippers, snippets of their um, acoustic versions, and I think they got the mixes back for it the other day, and it's like, ah, oh, so very, I'm very excited. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think the reimaginations are like it can be a bit of a um, risk though. Like, and the, all the reimaginations that I've heard from bands have real sounded really, really good. But then there's others where you think maybe not. They definitely do a reimagination, but they might have wanted to do another song from their album as a reimagination. But I guess experimentation is the best thing in music. Yeah. I don't think it's suitable for every song. So I actually think within between that version actually sounded really, like it really worked well. And people have actually said it to me personally or people have commented on our video saying, wow, like they almost like it better than the original. I'm not saying it is better than in the original, but it's just so different and unique. And I've, um, I kind of switched up the, the chord progression or structure, um, uh, in the bridge part of the song, so in the piano version. And because it's me that's doing it, I feel like I can kind of bend this a little bit. I can kind of, you know, 
contort it and change things if I need to to suit this version. So I don't want to just say, oh, here's an acoustic version of this song that's just a straight up, like you're just playing the chords and you're singing. I want it to be different. I want it to stand out on its own as a piano version so it doesn't actually sound like just a piano version of a song. I want it to be this is a version of the song that is designed and made for the piano yeah. Um, so yeah, that's sort of what I aim to achieve with that. So it's a bit more ambient, a bit more ethereal, and and all that. So. so yeah. uh, it worked beautifully. For but it is a risk. Play. I mean, because people might listen to our music and they like the heaviness, or they like what we're doing, and some people just don't like acoustic versions of anything, or they just don't. They don't really listen to like isolate that as a, like a genre, and or they just listen to softer songs. Um, but that's it. It's but it's something there for people like genuine fans that actually do like to hear it, or like they do kind of want that as an option there. And I think, like we've said, that there's some people out there that doesn't like acoustic songs or change. I mean, we mentioned Parkway Drive earlier in the podcast, and I think a lot of people. Not saying they were disappointed by Darker Still and Reverence and all that. I think the diehard Parkway Drive fans didn't like the road they were going down with those two albums. But what Parkway Drive have done probably better than any other Aussie band is they can back it up by saying we're probably the biggest band in this country right at the moment. It's it's obviously going to work for us to have a bigger support of different listeners from different age groups and all that we've got to adapt to all different people well that's it and i think and i actually do have an opinion on that um so with like killing with a smiles uh, so sorry killing with a smile horizons that era of parkway drive so i'm a huge like that that kind of medical obviously they're you know they're like pioneers of that kind of genre at that time um i i look i don't like their later stuff but it is so different so I like them when they sounded like that because that's the kind of style of music that I listen to so if that makes sense so now what they're kind of what the music that they're making currently if they always sounded like that I probably wouldn't be a Parkway Drive fan because I don't really it's not really what I'm into so I can understand why the people like diehard Parkway Drive fans they liked them when they sounded like that. Now they don't sound like that. So yeah. they're probably not going to like it. And But that's the same thing. Like I feel like um, people like what they like. And I, mm. I actually do implore bands. Or like I really like to see bands that kind of go out of their comfort zone a little bit or they try different things. Bring Me the Horizon are a classic example. I, I was listening to them when they were like, you know, a lot heavier with um, like they were essentially a deathcore band when they put out count your blessings and and then you've got you know suicide season that album um and obviously as they kind of they trying to transition into like the semi tonal was just a whole like a game changer a classic album i think Amazing. but then even the next album that's a spirit like if you really like i started listening to bring me the horizon with how they sounded like obviously during the early stages of their career you can't say that the spirit sounds anything like that, but I still really like it. I like the writing. I, I really like that kind of music and what they're doing with it, that sound. But if they went in a completely different direction and started sounding like something that I wouldn't really normally listen to, then I probably, it would have just ended there. 
So, but I understand, like with Parker Drive, yeah, you're right. They are one of probably one of the biggest bands in this kind of scene in Australia at the moment, and they they probably are appealing to the masses or appealing to a larger kind of like strictly metal kind of audience. Um, but yeah, and then you've got all your like hardcore kids that are just obviously crying about it because they like they like what they like. Because. I think, and when I saw them at Knotfest last year, because I was hoping Knotfest, they were going to play, you know, stuff like Carry On and Siren Song. They always uh, seem to squeeze Carrying in. Like, I feel like it's a, it's almost like a rite of passage if you if you attend the Parkway show. <laughs> but they, like, I'm not having a go against them, but they played, obviously, Glitch. And, um, look, I love Play, don't get me wrong, for an old, newer Parkway Drive song, it's good, but nothing off Deep Blue, hardly. Nothing off Killing Him With A Smile. And I just thought, hang on, like, smoke him if you got him. You can't throw that somewhere in there. Give me AD, like, but anyway. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I, that's why, like, I, I saw them a lot when I was, listening to them and I really, really like their music and all that kind of stuff. But, and it's not, I suppose, right, like the original, when I say the original fans, like I'm not trying to, like they really are almost essentially a different band now with how they sound. They really, they sound so different. They, they like they've completely, um, they're completely writing like a different kind of music. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe maybe that's a choice. Like it's for them, they just want to stick. It maybe doesn't the older songs don't really fit in with kind of like their set and stuff like that. Or, um, but yeah, mm. I can understand the disappointment behind that. But I understand it. I understand why they're not playing the older songs because that's not really what they sound like anymore. No, and yeah, I still I'm still a big Parkway Drive fan, and probably. One of my favourite bands out of this country, the last twenty years easily, and yeah, I, but now there's just so much competition here in Australia. Like you look at someone like the Amity Affliction or Alpha Wolf or Ocean Sleeper, even now, like they, Ocean Sleeper have just come from nowhere. Like they were, they weren't always going to be a big band, but they've sort of gone from, you know, being playing. Shows like Unify and um, small shows to now playing good things and sellout shows in Melbourne. They're huge at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, Red Hook's another one. You've got, yeah, In Hearts Wake, Polaris. There's just so much mm. in this country. Yeah, no, it's really good to see. Um, I'm always kind of monitoring the scene and seeing what's happening and seeing what I like, what inspiration I can kind of draw from it. and and all that, which is good. Uh, it's the way to go, support the local stuff. There's a lot of good international stuff, but the Aussie down under stuff is what people should be focusing probably 40 to 50% on, I would say. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, best review slash feedback yourself or Fifth Dawn has received? Yeah, so I think generally um, I'm going to say all the stuff on YouTube. So people are very honest on YouTube, I've I found. And, um, yeah, some of the comments, like if you look at the comments section in our, in some of our videos, it's, um, yeah, we get a lot of really 
amazing kind of feedback um, just about the music itself. But I suppose personally, just as a vocalist, like how like people were genuinely kind of impressed by like the tech- technical kind of the qualities of my voice and my ability to sing and ability to almost make them feel something. So how I connect with uh, like my fans, with um, what I'm, how I'm singing and what I'm singing and all that kind of stuff. And to see people like that actually, like really acknowledging it. Um, yeah, it's been really inc- incredible, um, incredible to see. Um, and that's always something that gets me. If I'm ever having a bad day or, you know, because sometimes, you know, life gets busy and you can get it. It's hard to kind of keep or maintain motivation all the time. I find it's, it's easier to kind of fall into like little ruts and stuff like that. But I always go to YouTube and I always look at some of these comments. And, and like, I literally, that's exactly what I do. For anyone that's listening, like, if that's what I do. I, I, I go to YouTube and I read what these people are saying. And, and like, that's it. That's exactly why I do it. That will always, that will always keep me going. Mm. Sometimes it's uh, only a few words that someone's posted in the comments section and it makes your day just like that. Oh, well, that's it. Because I know I know what I think and what I feel about artists that I love. So, like, to hear other people saying similar things about uh, about me personally as, as a singer and as a, as a vocalist and, and my band and, and everything, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it always surprises me and it's, it's just the best feeling in the world. There's nothing like it. No. And um, a lot of people out there probably don't, you know, like, how do I put this? Some people out there might be too, like, they might say, oh, well, if I send someone a message just saying how much their vocals are really good or how good their music is, will it make that much difference to a band? It makes a shitload of difference. You think a lot of it people really don't does, yeah. I know we're like a local band and, you know, we're kind of trying to make our mark in the, in the scene and I can't really speak for someone who's, I suppose, in a bigger band and it can kind of – some of these comments might get lost somewhere in, in that in that wave. But um, I can't imagine ever getting to a point, even if we blew up or something incredible like that happened, like I can't imagine me not feeling this way about that particular thing, about like reading these comments and people actually reaching out. Because I know a lot of people don't have – like so many people on the internet. In, the internet is full of trolls. Like people will often say things that are unkind and for what reason, like for what – you know, they're just keyboard worries essentially. And um, But for someone to actually go out of their way and write something nice, I think like – yeah, it's just it's it really speaks on on a different level. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, I, that's I, I love it. I love it. It uh, really keeps me going. If I'm I'm having a yeah having a bad day or having a bit of a, going through a lull period, which we all do from time to time, obviously. Mm. And um, yeah, it's. I think, um, and if one person reaches out, I think that's as important as 20 people reaching out. Oh, of course. Well, that's it. Like, you can get, like, it's all relative, right? You can get, like, 10 people putting up thumbs up. And it's like, oh, cool, that was a thumbs up. But then you get that one person that's like, your music changed my life or, like, something like that. And it's, like, it's worth all, like, it's so much better than just someone putting a thumbs up. Like, they're actually saying something that's um, meaningful and, you know. Mm. 
And I think when the feedback comes from, like, if you're not expecting it, that's even more touching. Oh, yeah. And it's like it almost validates, not that, I mean, not that we need validation because, you know, people can hate our music and we're still going to be, we still love what we're doing and we're still going to be writing this kind of music, even if everyone hated it. Like, it's it's not about that for us, but I think it, it, in a way, it kind of, what we're doing when people are just really loving it. They love what we're doing and like, keep doing it. Like people, people often say like, keep going. Like you guys are great. And it's, it, that is so inspiring to us. Just the fact that they're like, just saying, keep going, like keep doing it. Like what you're doing is good and they want more. And it's, um, yeah, it's uh, really, yeah, really motivating. Mm. Yeah, no, it really is. And, um, you know, I've messaged, um, yeah, like a, a lot of bands, but um, it's it's just generally been like sometimes I message a band or an individual of the band and just say how much I enjoy their music, and I think um, you know I've heard from every single band or artist that I've messaged that are smaller names. I've heard from a few big names when I've sent a message, but the small bands generally respond pretty quickly. Yeah, of course, yeah. But um, I think, yeah, it's, I think, um, yeah, it's, and even going up to bands and gigs, I think a lot of people are a bit anxious about that because they ask, why do I do it, like go up to bands and gigs and like, well, what are they going to tell you? If, if you've come up and said hello to them for five minutes, they can't just ignore you, obviously. Mm. Oh, people should do it more. Like, I love it. These are the things that I remember when people come up to me and stuff. I had someone come up to me and they were, like, freaking out and it made me laugh because I'm, like, I'm literally just a normal person. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm, like, just like you. I'm probably more awkward than you are, like, <laughs> like as, as, as a character, as a person. Um, but it was just, yeah, it's awesome. But then I think about myself and, like, if I went up to someone that I admired and, and you know, I would probably act like a fool, you know? I've done that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would probably fall over, you know, or stumble on something. Oh, no. The one time I got caught out, Sam, was at the last chance in Melbourne. And this guy came up to me from a bed. He's like, oh, hi, Sam. I'm like, oh, shit. Who's this person? Like, I don't know this person. And he goes, I've been stalking you on Facebook for weeks. I'm like, and then he goes, Kieran from Vilify. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's just like, because you don't, you know, I haven't seen Kieran in person. I was like, oh, my God, how did I not know who he was? <laughs> wow. Well, that's oh. it. Like, it's different, you know. Uh, but yeah, I could tell you about a couple of other interesting meetings of famous musicians that um, I didn't realise who they were at the time, but we won't go there. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like a power move. It's like, sorry, who are you? You know, and they almost feel like they're not important enough, and so they they try harder. You know, so it's <laughs> like, well, sorry, what? Sorry, it's not. It's, it'll come to me. You know. <laughs> oh, but, uh, oh. yeah. 
But if you listen to this, do approach bands and artists and say hello to them. Yeah, definitely. If you do listen to this and you come to one of my shows in Sydney, Melbourne or um, Brisbane, please do come up to me. Yeah. I'll promise to say something really awkward and uncomfortable and, and you'll regret it as soon as you do. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm really hoping I'm not working that night. You guys come to Melbourne. I really oh, hope I'm not working. That would be awesome. Hopefully you recognise me. I I know what you're going to do now. You're going to come up to me and be like, I'll come up to you and I'll be like, Sam. And you'll be like, so are you? Like, wow. Wow. After all we've been through. Uh, uh, Saturday night night, uh, um, a bit funny with um, whether I work or not. Oh, is it a Saturday or Friday night? It's on the 10th, so let me have a It's a Saturday, yeah. I think it's a Saturday, yeah. Oh, Saturdays are a bit hit and miss, though, for working in hospitality. Like, some Saturdays I work every week, but other times it's not. So I reckon the door's open just a bit there. Because mm. it's the Fossifolia weekend in Druin, which is next door to Warrigal in Gippsland, and the dinners for Fossifolia weekend have been dead quiet the last two years, so... I'm wow. just holding on to hope that there's only like 20 people booked in for dinner and I get the night off. <laughs> yeah, I'll just call in sick. Don't worry about it. I'll vouch for you. I'll write you a sick note. <laughs> so I'll just from like the, from the singer, I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like Bergie and I do like the badge of playing it. So I really should see if I can try and get that off. Yeah. That's all right. You don't have to call and sick. If you do, I'll feel bad. I'll feel like I encouraged it, which but I definitely again, did. Actually, then again, I've been working a lot lately at covering yeah, other have. people's shifts. So maybe I'll just say you put can't work. You know what? I agree. You have been working too hard. You need a day off. Yeah. On the 10th. <laughs> 10th. Oh, I've got a podcast interview on the 10th, but it's during the day, so that's fine. I'll just yeah. work in with that. Or just do it in Melbourne. Like, I'll just do it at my brother's. I'll stay over at my brother's and just do the <laughs> interview there and then come into Bergie, as they call it. Is it Bergie or Bergie? Bergie. Oh, it's hang Bergie. on. Shit, I hope I've been saying it right, Sam. No, because I wasn't sure. Because I'm not from Melbourne, so I just, I've been calling it the Bur- the Burgie Bam Room because it I don't know it feels like more of a Burgie, but then I could be completely wrong. So, oh gee, I might have some issues if it's Burgie because I've been calling it the Burgie for I, six you know months. What? I think it. I think you're right. I, I don't don't quote me on it. I, I just I just saw the word and just said Burgie. You know, so. Then again, I could see where you're coming from, Sam, because B-E-R-G-Y would technically sound like it is the Burgie band room because I would have thought Burgie would be B-E-R-G-I-E. I I don't know, like Bogey or Boogie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this took a turn, this podcast. I was going to say something terrible. I don't know why it's the first word, and I'm so sorry. I apologize to anyone and everyone that I offend you or whatever. But, I mean, think about orgy. You look at that word, it's an orge, not orgy. 
Yeah. But, well, that's, that's a- the only example I could have thought of in a in this short amount of time. So I'm very sorry. Oh, I yes. think we. Uh, there was a band called Orgy or Orgy or well, whatever. There you we go. Yeah. Blue Monday. They did a cover of New Orgy. <laughs> that's showing my age. Stop showing your age, Sam, on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, well, I've only really got two more questions, Sam, and I can't believe we've been talking for an hour because it feels like we only just started, actually. Yeah. So, favourite song to perform live? I'm going to say uh, Paranoia is a personal favourite of ours, um, of mine, from our EP. I just think it has the birth... I can't even speak right now. Um, the it's like the perfect combination of um, kind of like hard hitting, um, and like ethereal and like it's got some really haunting kind of parts. Haunting is a word, or I often describe we use to describe our music something that I love love to achieve. Like I want people to have literally shivers that got like down their spine or like goosebumps when they hear certain parts. Like, I just, I absolutely love that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Paranoia, I'm going to say that. It's a good song, Paranoia, off the <laughs> of course. Yeah, I love it. When I hear it, or again, and we've been playing it recently, some of our shows, and um, it's just, it always feels good. Every single time we play it, it's, it always feels so good. And it's just, it almost like the song takes over me. I love it so much. It's a very good title for a song too. If you're saying like the word haunting in that paranoia is very haunting sounding word, really. Well, yeah. Well, that like I said, I wrote I I wrote, I wrote that a long time ago, so I don't think that's what I was going for at the time. But yeah, no, you make a good point. Mm. Also, it almost sounds um horror style as well when you hear the word paranoia or haunting as well. Like, yeah. No, it's it's a very good song. If you haven't checked out Paranoia or anything (laughs) from Fifth Dawn, by the end of this interview, you should check out Fifth Dawn. Yeah, yeah, you should. (laughs) Well, and if you listen to part two, you will hear Fifth Dawn on here with their very song, The Day Brings. So you'll get to hear it in the second part as well. So, Well... All right. Well, the last question is, and this is not an easy question to end with, is three favourite fellow Aussie bands at the moment. Hmm. Three favourite. Um, at the moment, I I'm going to throw Sienna Skies out there. They're always a per- they've they've been my favourite Aussie band for a very long time. Like, and they've they've just come out with some new music, which is great. Um, yeah, Let It Burn is a great single that they've just... They're releasing an EP this year. Truth of Colours was their debut album and it's still probably one of my favourite albums of all time. Um, At the moment. It's weird because you say at the moment, so I feel like I have to name bands that are relevant at the moment, like actually doing stuff. So Dead Letter Circus have always been in my like top three favorite bands, like Aussie bands of all time, but they haven't 
they haven't really I'm not really sure what their, their status is at the moment if they're kind of still active or not I'm gonna say they aren't because they haven't really posted anything in years but um they, they were always up there for me um and probably collectively we all like Wim Waker as a band we're all really big fans of Wim Waker so they're doing amazing things at the moment yeah I they're becoming slowly becoming one of my favorite bands in Australia right at the moment Wim Waker I saw them last year at Max Watts and they were just amazing live. Like, they have oh, that real it. presence. Well, the music's good. It's interesting. It's, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, it's fun. Yeah. And even at and, the time with Will King, I know he has left the band, but he was just, he was always um, a stand, a real standout vocalist for me. Mm. In, in Australia, like, he's, um, yeah, like, ridiculously talented. Like, such a good singer. Um, yeah, he can sing notes only dogs can hear. Because yeah. <laughs> they, what they dropped last year when, like, oh, Sirens, that was it. That yeah. was dropped middle of last year. And I just thought, holy shit, they're just getting better and better with every release. Well, that's it. Well, that that's, I think that was their first single with their new vocalist. So that's, um, yeah, so they obviously. Um, entering into a, like a new era for them, and like they're getting obviously a, a lot of traction and popularity, which is really good to see. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're my three. Nah, I think that's a very good three. And <laughs> I was a massive fan from Dead the day that this is the warning dropped from Dead Letter Circus. I listened to that album and just like. I'm hooked already with two songs. Oh, they're just ins- oh, insane. Like, and um, I think it's uh, the Catalyst Five was that uh, one of the albums that that album is perfect, and the writing is interesting. And he he as a vocalist is like his melodies are just so interesting, and it's just captivating. Um, the music's just awesome. In fact, I didn't even realise. I had no idea that they were even from Australia when I first started listening to them. I was listening to them for a little while and then I found out that they were Aussie and it, like, blew my mind. Yeah, because they sound like they're American or English, not Australian. I don't don't really pay much. I don't know. I feel like sometimes the accents, you can hear it really distinctly um, in, like, in in some of their music or in music. um, you You can kind of pinpoint where they're from just from listening to their accents but some kind of their mask a little little bit yeah i think also like um because there's a lot of aussie bands at the moment that have international members in the band for example like the amity affliction arons from the us and all that i just thought maybe that some of the band members in dead letter circus might have been from england or america but obviously based in Australia, but obviously they're Australian. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Don't like, uh, you know, don't think there's anything in, in that. Like, that's just me not really paying much attention to where like a band is from like years ago. <laughs> it's not that they sound American or anything. I, I just, I, they came across my playlist and I was listening to them and I got really into them. And then I realized that they were Australian. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I don't think they have any um, American band members or anything like that. I think that's just me not having a clue at that time. 
Uh, but yeah, and I haven't heard of Sienna Skies. I actually really enjoyed their latest single. I think it was after Let It Burn. I think it was Mess. They dropped only yeah. a month or two ago. I really enjoyed Definitely. that song of theirs. Oh yeah, they just they were always like when I first really started getting into heavy music in two thousand and nine was was the year. That's when they dropped that album. Mm. Um, what is it? Truest of Colors and. If you if you get a chance or if you listen, oh, that album is insane! Like it still like holds 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 up well to this day. Um, yeah. So. So then I I guess I might as well answer that question. And I am in a t- difficult position here with the three favorite fellow Aussie bands at the moment because there's that many. I'd say probably Future Static. I'm going to go one from each state, so make it fair. Um, Future Static from Melbourne, Victoria, probably my favourite band in yeah. Victoria at the moment. Just ahead of Ocean Sleeper, not by much. Mm. Sydney right at the moment, I'm really digging Clay J. Gladstone for a punk rock band out of Sydney. Okay, yeah. And Queensland, it's got to be um, Disgust. A more heavier band, who, funnily mm. enough, are on the podcast tomorrow night, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I'm, like, I saw Future Static only a few weeks ago and they were just insane live. And I feel like they're going to be a band to watch in the next six to 12 months because I think they're about to become that Red Hawk Alpha Wolf status where they're going to just blow Australia apart and be the next big thing in this country. And I think if they could get to the status of an alpha wolf or make them suffer our, our amity affliction, any of those, they're going to do very well. So, yeah, of course. I can see that happening. And Clay J, oh, they just always, they always <laughs> put on a fun show. So it's, yeah. Mm. But. Honestly, there's that many good bands coming out of this country at the moment. It's hard to narrow it down to three. Oh. All right, well, I've asked Sam from Fifth Dawn all the hard-hitting questions, so it's come to the time of the interview where band member Sam gets to ask the interviewer, Sam, the hard-hitting question. So any questions you have, far away. Oh, God, you said hard-hitting. I thought I just oh, had to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are hard-hitting. I mean, uh, as a – I just – I guess sort of just general questions, like how long have you been um, – is it podcasting? Is that the way or the term? That's the word. Yep. That's the word, yeah. So in April, it will be coming up to four years that I've been okay. doing this. Is it is this where you want to like in terms of podcasting? Is this is this what you want to be doing, or do you um, do you want to um, end up interviewing like on a more broader spectrum, like international bands, or do you like focusing on the the, the Australian scene? I think this is a um, first, a second week in a row. Someone's asked about broadening the horizon of interviewing international bands. I love that suggestion um i'd probably be like to do 50 50 so maybe look at 50 percent australian 
interviews and then 50% international down the track. Mm. Definitely. Is there any country, particular country outside of um, Australia and the States where you love the music that's kind of emanating from, from that country? Like it could be like Germany or like any, any country in Europe, that sort of thing. I think Sweden in its prime, like when it, like Mel and Colin were active and OK Go and wow. bands like Arch Enemy and Ghost and all that, I think Sweden would be the one I would look at right at the moment. That's awesome. Because I'm it. a huge Arch Enemy fan. For, like Deadly Circus, I've been a fan of them since day one and love their music and it's just... Yeah, I think it either yeah Sweden or probably Finland somewhere around there. Hmm, I'll have to check them out. I know Arch Enemy, but I'll have to check out some bands from there. Like yeah, Melancholy and OK Go. They're more the punk alternative rock genre, but yeah. Oh, I've but... got a question. Oh, okay. This is just um very I, I love this question. I just I literally ask anyone this question. What's your favorite? Who's your favorite band in the whole world? Just like it, the one. <laughs> All right, yeah, gee, that is a hard hitting question, Sam. I mean, but I'll give you three if you because I'm the same. I don't think I can kind of narrow it down to one. So if you have like three kind of like really main ones. All right. At, at the moment, again, they're probably like I know they did release an album last year, but sort of not as active as other international bands. I think Motionless and White would be one right at the moment. Oh wow! Because I was really digging that album they did. Oh, sorry, it was twenty twenty two, not twenty twenty three. Sorry, my bad. Um. And also, like, even though I'm not a big Elenium fan, that DJ, I did like the song Chris Motionless did with the DJ Elenium. That song, Nothing Ever After, just sounded amazing as a duo. Uh, Straight from the path, always go down the tree. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, and then it gets difficult. I'll probably say... Yeah, three. Probably Void of Vision, maybe, from Australia. Wow. Yeah, the three bands that, well, all of, I've seen two of those bands live. I haven't seen Motionless yet, but I've seen Stray and Void of Vision, and they both put awesome shows on. But like you said, Sam, narrowing it down to even three favourite bands in the world is hard enough. And that's what I know what you're saying, and I feel like it's um, it's almost like it, it marks you, like you mm. say the wrong band. Like I feel like who I, who who I state are my like my favorite bands. Like there's so many things to consider, right? Because mm. then there are some bands that like I they were my favorite band, but then a lot of their stuff that you know they they I might not like the music that they're making now. And then if I say them, then they're like, yeah, no, I really love their last album. And then it's like, oh, actually. And, um, yeah, there's all these things to consider. <laughs> it's like it's always, it's always in my mind. If people ask me who my favourite bands are, it's like it's, it, yeah. In fact, in the last interview I did, it was asked. And um, 
interesting. I, I think the other thing that you brought up with Dead Leather Circus in particular, Sam, is thinking of bands that are still active or have done anything in the last three or four years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's so much happening at the moment and it's like I know who's active and who isn't and all that kind of stuff and when you support and follow bands and music that's what just what kind of ends up happening by default but um yeah there's still bands that I just think are like I'm not going to disregard them just because they're not making music anymore or whatever like people yeah they always get bogged down and like well you have to be relevant and doing stuff all the time and I just think I don't know if you make me uh, and like it's probably correct from like a marketing standpoint and and trying to really be out there you have to be active and and doing all of those things um ticking the boxes and as you may um oh, but if people love your music they'll they'll stick by you and they'll stand with you forever you know yeah like, yeah they're not going to disregard you just because yeah you haven't written anything in a while like, I still listen to, like, System of Down and Rage Against the Machine. I mean, Rage Against the Machine hasn't been active in 20 years making albums, but still relevant. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. It still makes up part of your kind of musical identity and all that, so. Mm. Oh, well, this is where I hate when podcast interviews have to end because uh, I've really enjoyed this hour and a quarter <laughs> chat. Sam, and um, I just wish I didn't have to work tonight because I'd love to keep chatting. But unfortunately, work is work, as they say. You know, you got you got to work. Got to earn that yeah. coin. Is what is what I say. <laughs> That's the one. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having a chat to Sam from Fifth Dawn, and um, I'll have Sam and any of Fifth Dawn back on the podcast at any stage in the future. Oh, no. Yay! I'm all for it. I'm there. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm fingers crossed, hoping to catch up on the 10th of February, which isn't actually that far away. I know. <laughs> Don't remind me. It's so close. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Just before we go, we could check out Fifth Dawn on all the socials. I'll check them out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that to me the other day. They're like, oh, you should check out this band called Fifth Dawn. I think you'd really like them. And I'm like, never heard of them. And it was just this, it's just like this running joke now between us. Of, yeah. <laughs> it's like, who, who the fuck are they? They seem like, they seem like losers. <laughs> well, they've only had 60,000 streams of their latest single. They must be no one then. Gee, it's... <laughs> so all those poor people, like poor listeners, like you know, they must have nothing better to do to do than listen to. I'm, I'm joking. It's a joke. Like it's just a running joke. It's um, you know, all for the fun of it. <laughs> I like that though. I think you're gonna have that banter and the running joke part of it. It's what makes it fun, I reckon. Oh, hundred percent. It's yeah. It's just it's, life is too short. You just gotta have some fun with it and. You know, have have a have a laugh. There's always a funny side to everything, so absolutely one hundred percent. All right. Well, thanks once again so much, Sam from Fifth Dawn, for being on the podcast, and I'll send you through the links to both parts of the episode just after I finish work. 
awesome well have a good shift and um yeah thanks for having me thanks for giving up your time to speak to me anytime Sam. <laughs> all righty all righty so enjoy the rest of your sunday and i hope to catch you on the 10th of february yes i hope to see you there no worries <laughs> bye bye